I dove head first into the Santa Muerte witchcraft and I lived a demonic driven life of crime and murder. I felt like I was invincible until those demonic voices started to torture me. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about the reality of witchcraft and the alignment with demons and demonic possession. Now, I know that some don't believe in demons or demonic possession. There are some who think witchcraft is like some sort of folklore. But in our last show, we had Oscar Minjares on the show with us who described the life of getting into witchcraft called Sante Muerte in order to have this deity to guard him and deliver him from gang violence that was all around him. He would pray and offer sacrifices of flowers to Sante Muerte and he found himself imprisoned for being such a reckless person as he was convicted of shooting people many times and he lived a life of crime and violence. As he started getting into Sante Muerte Niña Negra, the darker side of Sante Muerte, he started hearing voices of his old friend who was shot, telling him to avenge his death. He got to the point where he would be roaming the streets at 3 a.m. with a pistol, just trying to avenge his old friend who was killed. He told us about how he was so tormented in his mind, he asked his aunt for help. She was a Christian, so she started praying for him, and he started losing control and shrieking at the top of his lungs. That moment really scared him. And now as the demons in his life were being challenged by the power of God, he was in a new position. Today, he's going to share with us more about his past life and how he got set free. Oscar, welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. Oscar, it's amazing to have you and really a very rare testimony because from our last show, I started realizing that before all the crazy, tormentuous voices came, Before all of that, you felt pretty invincible as a gangster in your youth, like almost unstoppable. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, as I kept worshiping death and the Santa Muerte, and as I kept putting all my hope and faith into that, I just felt that every time that I would get shot at, because I mean, even in one summer time frame, I mean, I got shot at over eight, nine times and bullets were just missing me. And I mean, by inches and I would see the barrel of the guns and stuff like that. I really felt like this death was protecting me from death. Wow. So you felt like the spirit of death that you were worshiping at the time was kind of like protecting you from the bullets. So like they couldn't hit you kind of thing, right? Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's so dangerous. So at this point, when you had it out for someone, like for example, when you got convicted of the crime of shooting someone five times or even shooting someone's mother, it was kind of like to the point where you're so reckless that no one could stop you. Is that right? Yes. That's exactly how I felt. Oh my gosh. So you're kind of like, I mean, not to make a movie reference, but kind of like in the movie Scarface in that one movie, is that correct? Yeah. You know, we try to live up to that. So you were trying to live up to that of this invincible, I'm not afraid of anything. And if you mess with me, I will tear you apart. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly how the mind frame was. Oh my gosh. So when you were into the witchcraft, I understand that you worship these things as actual deities. And you even got a tattoo of death on your back. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, I actually have the Grand Reaper on my whole back with the Oklahoma City skyline behind it because my whole thought process was that I wanted to paint my city red. I wanted to see bloodshed. That's what I wanted upon my city. Whoa, my gosh. So you were really into death here. Now, eventually you started getting tormented in your mind. And so what was kind of the contrast of difference where you went from feeling unstoppable to suddenly you're feeling like you're weak? How did that happen? Well, I felt vulnerable because in the same week as well, you know, I lost a childhood friend that I grew up with that, you know, he lost his life to a drug overdose of heroin. And I just felt so weak because I wasn't able to help him. Wow, man. And then the tormenting thoughts. Yeah. Did that make you feel weak as well? Yes, it all made me feel weak. I mean, that's why I said it got so bad that I needed help, but I didn't want God. So I started seeking mental health evaluations, but the cost of it was just too expensive for me. So Mm -hmm. I was just like, ah, that's out the window. Okay. So you're basically being driven mad in your mind and probably not being able to sleep. Yeah. Not being able to like do life as normal. Is that correct? Yeah, life was not normal for me. I mean, it was so bad that I would just close myself in my room for days at a time and I wasn't the same person no more. Oh my gosh. And so you reach out in desperation to your aunt who is a Christian. Yes. She starts praying for you and lo and behold, you start shrieking and kind of losing control and cowering down in fear and hiding from this prayer. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't know what was all happening. I just know that I was on the floor, coated up like a little baby, just screaming. I mean, I felt these things inside of me. You could feel them inside of you, these demons. Yeah, yeah. I could feel it just inside of me. I could just feel it all inside of me. Oh, my gosh. So what happened? How did you get the help? The following day, this was on a Saturday night. The following day, I didn't sleep all night. They finally took me to the church that I attend to now. Mm. I was being oppressed. I didn't even know what oppression was. You know, I was manifesting all these demons. From that Sunday to the following Saturday, so I finally set up a deliverance session at the church to be able to, you know, finally cast these demons out of me. For like that whole week span, I mean, I was really going through it. Oh my gosh. So it's kind of like you're being brought to church, almost like an emergency stretcher, (laughs) right? Yes, that's exactly what it was. Yes. Like they're bringing you in and you're having a session just for you. And so tell me what's going on as they're casting these demons out. Do you remember anything about that moment? Well, the whole week I was going through it, you know, people, a bunch of different pastors, just a bunch of believers try to come and pray for me. At one point, I even started choking one out. What? Yeah, it got so tense. It was really bad to where they finally had to just leave me alone. And when they took me to the room, to the deliverance session, it was about three, four hours long. I remember parts of it. The last thing I remember was that I was on the floor, scraping my forehead against the ground for a few minutes, just screaming and hollering. And all I remember is seeing Jesus' hand reaching out to me. That's all I remember. Then I just woke up out of it. And that was it. I mean, I literally woke up out of it and I dropped the alcohol, I dropped the weed, I dropped the gang life. I walked away from everything right there. And then that was the end of it. That was the moment you met Jesus then? Yes, that was the moment I met Jesus. And I haven't looked back since. I mean, I've been set free from everything. Wow. So Jesus came into your life in that moment. You accepted Jesus as your savior. Yes. That's amazing. What did accepting Jesus as your savior do to that murderous anger and rage that was always boiling inside of you? Oh, man, it seized it. I mean, it completely stopped right there. And then I understood what true love was because in this world, in the street life, you know, it's a counterfeit love. You know, it's basically that you have to do something for me to earn that love. But with God was just like, I already love you. I already did it for you. I just need you to come to me. I got you. I'm going to come through for you. You know, he showed me what that unconditional true love was. It doesn't matter what we do. Wow, man. How did this change your mental stability? 
oh man, it changed it a lot. I mean, it gave me a comprehension of how truly we are lost and how we really destroy ourselves and how we're being deceived in this lifestyle and how we're really living a double-minded standards of how we can feel one certain way uh-huh. and act a different way, you know, because I mean, especially with the word love, we don't really know what love is and we actually get that love from Christ. That it doesn't matter what we do or what we say that, you know, he'll still accept us. Wow, that's amazing, man. Because here you are, you're a hardened gangster and who cares about love, right? Love is just guarding, you know, quote unquote, homeboys, right? Yeah. But then you discovered the love of God. And I understand that it also brought you the peace of God. Is that right? Oh, man, the peace of God. I mean, that was just something beautiful. I mean, the day that I got delivered, I mean, I would always meme up people and always just give these people an ugly stare. But that day that Jesus Christ delivered me, I mean, I had a smile on my face that can't <laughs> nobody take. And now I protect that peace because I'm just like, man, this is what life should be. This is what <laughs> life really is. Amen. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Now, what would you say to someone who would be tormented in their mind from witchcraft right now? Let's just say they're at where you were before. What would you say to them? To come and know the truth. The thing about the truth is that it's not a thing, but it is a person, which is Jesus Christ. You don't know what the truth is until you come in to find out who he is. And you can't come back lies if you don't know the truth. Wow. So you would say, give your life to Jesus. That's right. That's amazing. Oscar, It's amazing what God did in your life. Truly, He has set you free. I mean, Jesus did this in the Bible for the demoniac. He also did it for you and He changed your life. Praise God. Oscar, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Thank you for having me. Hang tight. Let's talk more about being delivered right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, it's amazing to hear how Oscar got set free from the demons in his life. But how do we know that Jesus will do that for anyone who calls out to him? How does this whole thing work? How do we ask Jesus to do this thing? Will it always be exactly like Oscar's? Well, when we look at ancient scripture, we can truly understand what Jesus has done in the spiritual realm. See, it's written in Colossians 1, 13-14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. Demonic power keeps power over us through sin. Did you know that? And I believe that witchcraft and the occult is like a buffet of sin and is a direct door to the spiritual realm to literally invite demons into your life that will wreak havoc. People so often invite unclean spirits into their lives because of lies of deception, like how Oscar did witchcraft to ask deities to protect him 
and to make him invincible. But instead, those spirits tormented his mind and turned on him. How does Jesus deliver people with demonic activity? He both kicks out the demons and delivers people because he's stronger. He also takes care of the sin problem that is overall entryway to the demonic into your life. You see, he came to set you free from sin and from the effects of sin. I'm sensing there's someone who needs to be conveyed into the kingdom of God and to be delivered from the power of darkness right now. Lord God, we just come to you. And there's someone right now who's just like, gosh, God, I need that deliverance. I need to be switched from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. So Lord Jesus, right now, we combat every spirit of darkness in the mighty name of Jesus. And we apply the blood of Jesus over my friend who's listening right now for the blessing and the blood of Jesus. And Lord Jesus, we're asking you right now as we surrender, friend, just surrender to him. If you're needing this prayer to say, Jesus, I surrender to you right now. Set me free, Lord Jesus. We call upon you right now to set us free from the inside out. Convey us to the kingdom of light in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.